Okay, let us learn a piece from the Lev Eliyahu or Bel Yelapian on the Parsha. It's Reshnon Bez in the Sefer Chelak Aleph, and it's Eis Kufyod Zayin. But Parsha is Vayetze. This week's parsha, Yaakov Avinu calls Rachel and Leah to the field El Tzaynei. El Tzaynei. V'siper lahen Hashem And he says to them what Hashem told them, told him, Kum Tzaymen Hashem gave Yaakov Avinu a command. After Yaakov Avinu was living in the house of Lavan for many, many years, and he was working very hard, and, and Lavan was abusing him and mistreating him and doing everything wrong, and Shepard said, okay, fine, enough is enough. You had all your children now here, all the Shifte Ka were born, and now it's time for you to leave. Kom So what does the Pasuk say? Vatan, and he says to his wives, he, he wants to get their consensus um, and their consent about whether or not, you know, they were okay with leaving. After telling them that Hashem said that this is what we have to do, Hashem said, go and get out of this land. So what do they say? Vatan answer him and say to him, do you think we have any portion in our father's house? We're considered to be like strangers. Right? We're no longer, we don't feel welcome in this house. We feel he treats us like, you know, like complete strangers, like foreigners. All the wealth that was accumulated really is ours. And now, Everything that God has told you, everything that Hashem has said, do. Now, Fractor Rebellion Lapian, this is, I mean, I never took note of this, but I'm not Rebellion Lapian. Look at how Rebellion uh, looks at this Pasuk. Vieshle Spine and Harbors, they said, I don't know what's going on in this Pasuk. It sounds like from the, you know, if you read the Pasuk in a simple way, just straightforward way, it seems to imply something that's really, that, that can't be. What's the implication? The implication is, you know what, listen, we don't feel comfortable here anymore. We feel like strangers in our father's house. We feel like we don't belong, like he treats us terribly. We're abused here. We're, we're underappreciated. And Therefore, Therefore, we, 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 we agree. We should really listen to what Hashem says because we're not comfortable here anymore. Really? That's, what is the, what's the implication? The implication was that let's say we were really comfortable here. Let's say we loved it here. It was like perfect here. Every, everyone's nice to us. Then we don't have to listen to Hashem. Is that the takeaway? Is that how you understand these plukim? He says, Let's say they did have a nice portion. Let's say the father was very generous to them. And they would not think of themselves. They would not feel 
uh, like strangers in a strange land. And then I wouldn't, you wouldn't have to listen to what Hashem said. Hashem, Yaakov tells his wives, Rachel and Leah, Hashem said to do this. Hashem says, get out. And then they start making this whole thing. Okay, you know what? We don't feel comfortable. We don't have a chelik v'nachla. We're not going to get any money out of it. He's not being nice to us. We feel abused. We feel like strangers. So, all right, you know, let's do what Hashem wants. Odd, right? Chas v'sholem l'alas al-daskein. Says we're talking about the mice here. To think for a second that that's their intention. So, Elamai, that can't be the Pshatz. And now, how do we touch up the Pasuk? We need to explain the Pasuk uh, in a way that has meaning, because clearly that's, that can't be the meaning of the Pasuk. That cannot be the meaning of the Pasuk. And as a classic. Uh, Bal Musser, Rebbe Lapian is going to take out a um, a Yisai Gadol from this this these psukim. Shabal Yaimar Adam, a person never should say, "Ms Kikashali v'Rabishvili Bal Mazel Lasheis Tavarplani." Al Mikivan Sheish Bazet Siva Shemisparach Ani Mevi Karben Umakayim Suvishal Makim. I think that is a lot of people's attitudes. A lot of people, if you're honest with yourself, then your attitude, if you think about it, is probably or might very well be that, listen, do I want to do this? No. I, don't, I really don't want to do this Avaida that Hashem wants me to do. Um... I don't know, pick an Aveda. Uh, I don't want to say any... Uh, all right, Lashnara, okay? Lashnara is always the easiest one to deal with. Uh, I don't really want to be bound by the laws of Lashnara. I really want to speak anything that I want to speak. I want to speak like a normal person. I want to be able to just... If I want to gossip, if I want to, you know, tell you what I think about something, I don't want to always be limited. I can't... But I, I have to. And maybe... In Eilam Haba, I'm going to get rewarded for it, but it's not really what I want to do. Do I want to be Machbin on Lashonara? No. Or how about this one? I, I really don't want to, uh, you know, have to have these dietary restrictions. You know, you look on these commercials, on these billboards, and they have these, uh, you know, cheeseburgers or steak, uh, you know, cheesesteaks or whatever, and, uh, you know, it makes it look so geschmack, pizza with pepperoni. I, I'd love to have that. I'd love to have that. But I know the Gemara says in, that, in like these types of cases that, you know, you, you're allowed to say that. But I'm just speaking in general, an attitude. Like, do I want to keep kashras? Not really. I mean, you know, do I want to have Shmira Seinayim? Do I always want to be so mockbit about what I'm looking at? No. I, I want to live like a regular human being. Why am I doing it? Because Hashem told me to do it, so I have to do it. I have a gun to man. I, I can't. I don't want to disobey God. So I'm being, uh, I'm being Shem Retire Mitzvah, but I don't want to do it. It's not, for me, it's not my natural natia to be doing this, but... You know, I'm doing it, and hopefully I'll, someday I'll be rewarded for all this suffering in the next world. So, 
Rebellion Lapian says that that is not a good attitude to have. That's not, the, that's not the right attitude. We need to shift our attitude. The real way to be Eved Hashem is not this way. The right way to be Eved Hashem is not to say, I'm taking a bullet for God. I don't want to live this life. This is not the life that I want. I don't like all these prohibitions. I don't like not being able to use my phone every, every week on Shabbos and every Yantiv and every... I don't, want to, I don't want to be restricted by that. I don't like the dietary laws and I don't like, you know, I, I don't like, I want to try shaving with the, with the razor once in a while. I have my things. And, but, okay, God says not to. What am I supposed to do? Ma'asa. Like, but I, I do, I'm not happy doing it, but I'm going to do it because that's what Hashem wants. God wants it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna oblige him. But and and in Elamaba, I'll I'll reap the rewards. This this world, I'm gonna like really feel deprived. But the next world, I'm I'm gonna really bask in God's glory. Right? That's what a lot of people's attitudes are. Says Rebellion that that is not the way somebody that's a real Ayev Hashem, that's an Ayev Hashem, would think about life. They don't think about life that way. Somebody that has a real Geschmack in, in serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They love serving Hashem. They, they, they look forward to doing mitzvahs. They wake up in the morning and they're like raring to go. They want to wash Negevas. They want to say Berch And they want to... Uh, everything is like, you know... I, I, I have a friend who I went to a certain yeshiva with and he really like... He is really like emblematic of this Rebellion Lapian. Everything that he did in terms of mitzvahs, he did with such a hider. Like every davening, he would have like a tie in his pocket and he would take it out. It was already pre knotted, but like he, you know, he'd put it around his neck and he would daven. And his shman would be like a 20 minute shman but a real shman And, you know, when he would walk in the street, he would take his glasses off and he had very thick glasses and he would like, you know, be saying Shalom Aleichem to to mailboxes and bumping into into parking meters and, you know, and, and, and I don't know, you know, thinking that a fire hydrant is, is, is his kid or whatever. But like, it was good. That was, you know, he, he didn't want to see things in the street. But he wasn't doing it like this. Is what he he lived for it. He lived to do mitzvahs. He loved learning. Sukkis was his like yantif. He would be like before there was uh, cell phones back in the day. There was something called a cordless phone, which is basically a landline. But it was like a big chiddush. They had a. It didn't have to be connected to a to a wire. I know you think that like this is like the age of the dinosaurs I'm describing right now, but. It was it wasn't really that long ago, or at least it doesn't feel that long ago. And he had he had his sukkah, he had his cordless phone in the sukkah, and he literally lived in his sukkah the entire sukkahs. He, if you wanted to speak to him, you had to come to speak to him in the sukkah. He wasn't running to great adventure, and he wasn't. Go, he went to Davani, came back to his sukkah, and he slept in his sukkah, and he ate in his sukkah, and he walked in his sukkah, and he, like Halacha says, but he. He loved it. He didn't do it because I have to do it. That wasn't his attitude, like, okay, I'm doing it, but ugh. Like, he was doing it because he loved it. And this is how tzaddikim are. Tzaddikim, you know, they might be doing the same mitzvahs as we do, but their attitude is completely different. We both buy the same esrig. 
We both buy the same lulav. We, we both buy the same matzahs and we both drink dalakaisas and we both wear tefillin and we both wear me and a tzaddik, same exact, everything, all the cheftas are the same, but the gavra is completely different. A tzaddik is somebody that is excited, he's pumped, he's thrilled to do mitzvahs. He looks forward to Shabbos. He gets dressed like Shabbos morning, and he like and he's excited. He puts his thigh on. He's he's you know, he learns all Shabbos Arab Shabbos after he finishes his shopping, and he's he's waiting for for Shabbos to come. And on Shabbos, you see his face. He's a glow. He's he, he's basking in the in the aura of Shabbos. Yantiv is an avayda for him. Hashana Rabba and Hashanis and whatever he can't do enough for the Rabbi Shalom, and he loves it. He loves learning. He loves davening. It's not that he's doing it. There are people that do it. There's most of Klai Yisrael that are Shemr Mitzvahs do it. But it's not with a love and it's not with a passion. It's not with excitement. It's just doing it because I want to check the boxes. Reveli Lapian says that it's Sadik is somebody who loves Hashem and he's misanig b'kim mitzvah He takes physical pleasure. He derives pleasure from doing mitzvahs. Do we derive pleasure from mitzvahs? When we're shaking a little bit, do we feel like a hanah and einig from that? We like eating chillant on Shabbos. That's, that's a good thing. But I'm saying a regular mitzvah, when we're davening, do we feel an einig or is like, I have to daven. I have to, I have to learn. I have to, uh, you know, I have to, I have to put my tefillin on now and I gotta wake up and I gotta, I, today's a tainus, I have to fast. Like, is it I have to or I want to? And it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference in the world, whether a person has to do something or they want to do something. So let's say you would have an employee, let's say you're a boss, and, the, you know, and everything that you ask your, your, your employee to do, from making coffee to, you know, to, I don't know, to, to whatever, whatever you, do I have to? All right, if I have to, I'll do it. That type of employee is not going to stay my employee for too long. I want an employee that is, is, is happy, is excited, like, of course I'm going to do this. Of course, what else can I do for you? That's what the Rebbe Shalom is looking for in Avadim. He wants us to be excited to do things. He wants us to not always be kvetching and moaning and groaning before we do anything. He wants us to want to do it. And he wants people whose hearts skip a beat when they have an opportunity to, to do a new mitzvah or to help somebody do chesed. Or, there are people like this. You know, I, I would use like a Hatzalah guys as a good example. Hatzalah guys, they're always raring to go. They're always like if there's a, a call and a boom, Shabbos, Yantu, whenever, like they're out. You know, in two seconds, they're out. It could be Seder night. Their whole family, like, sitting around the table with a, you know, he has a kittel on, everything, and uh, his wife has been cooking and cleaning for, like, weeks for this, and all of a sudden, a call comes from some, you know, it might not even be a, a yid. Somebody called Hatzalah. They have to go, and boom, they're out the door, and the whole night they're spending being with, but they're, they're pumped. They're doing it. And this is how, this is the takeaway, says Rabbi Lapian from this Pasuk. What was Rachel and Leah saying to Yaakov? This that you told us. You told us that Hashem said, get out of this land. It's no longer, you're no longer welcome here. It's time for you to leave. What they were trying to say to Yaakov Avinu by giving this whole 
introduction to their consent to leave was, we're going to leave because Hashem wants us to leave. But don't think for a second that we're leaving in any way begrudgingly. We're not leaving this house begrudgingly. We want to do the Ratzin of Hashem. And the Ratzin of Hashem happens to be perfectly in line with in line with whatever our state and our purpose and our desire is. Gam kan not only in the next world are we okay with doing what Hashem wants, but even in this world, it works out well for me. We're considered strangers. Because whatever Hashem is telling us to do, we will do. Don't think is now um, Hashem said to do it, it's, it's, it's a tznai, like, you know, but if he wouldn't say to do it, then we wouldn't, you know, then, um, but if we wouldn't be happy, then we wouldn't do it. Of course we would do it. <clears throat> this is the takeaway, says Rebellia, <speaking in Hebrew> When Hashem created the world, we know the Zayar says at the beginning of Bereshis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu looked into the Taira and created the world. Istakal Bairaisi looks into the Taira and he created the world. What does that mean? That the Taira is the blueprint, is the plans for the whole world, which means that whatever happens in the world is is a perfect reflection of what Hashem wants. And so a person has to say that if this is what Hashem wants, if this is a mitzvah in the Torah, it's good for me in this world also. It's good for me. Now the problem is that we are, we've been doing it so long, like tefillin, tzitzis, talis, and, and it becomes like a, we just become robotic about it, and therefore we, we lose our, our energy. We, we, we're not energized by it anymore. And a tzaddik doesn't feel that way. A tzaddik feels like every day is a new opportunity to serve Hashem, and they love serving Hashem. They love it. That's why I, there was once... Uh, a dinner for a, it was for like a Balchuva yeshiva. And somebody got up, it was at the time, it was going back many, many years, I, I could probably find a few if you're interested, but he was a very clever um, spokesman. He was like, a, he was a speaker for the evening, and he, like a balabayas that was involved with this uh, Balchuva yeshiva, and he was basically saying in a very funny way, that, you know, like from a from-from-birth perspective, why we hate Bali Tshuva. Why people that are from-from-birth hate Bali Tshuva. And like the whole room was like at the edge of the seats. Like, well, what do you mean you, yeah, you're at a Bali This is a Bali Tshuva function. Like most of the people in the room are Bali Tshuva. Why are you saying that you hate us? This isn't like a private boys club. And then, you know, after building it up more and more and more, he basically said that, you know why we hate you? Because you do everything with such excitement. 
says, we're like, you know, we want to, we want to wake up late Shabbos morning. All we want to do is like eat our herring and eat our cholent. And you, you want to daven. You wake up in the morning, you want to daven. And you wake up, you find an early minion, and you daven with kavana, and you, and you keep going way after, you know, after davening is over. It's always you that's still davening. And you want to eat your matzahs, you want to eat the shir, we want to go to sleep already, you know, the, at, you know at 11 o'clock at night. You're just, you, because Bali Chuva have that passion because for them it's all new and it's beautiful. We already are trained to do this so often and so we lose the time for it. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Unfortunately, it is that way for a lot of us, but we could change. We could change and we could like look at mitzvahs with like fresh eyes once in a while and find the good in it. Find like why why is it good? I know why Shabbos, you know, sometimes like, you know, inconvenient. People want to use their phones, and especially if you're addicted to your phone, and you have a, I don't know, you you love your, you know, listening to podcasts, you love music, you love. It's hard on Shabbos for a lot of people. I know that, but but try to look at it in a positive way. Like, look how Shabbos is amazing. Look how lucky we are to have Shabbos, 24 hours. You know what a guy would do to have 24 hours that they don't have any attachment to technology, they could put the phones away, they don't have to be, they could speak to their family, they could sing zmiras, they could, they could eat delicious foods and, 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 and learn and, 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 and spend time with community. Like, it's a beautiful thing. If you think about it, Shabbos is a beautiful thing. You just have to look at Shabbos as a pleasure in this world, not just I'll do it because I know I don't want to burn someday for B'mchal Shabbos and I want to get a lot of reward. That's the next world. So I'm going to do a lot of things in this world. They're not so comfortable. I don't love them. I don't appreciate them. But I, I know that this is important. No, that's the wrong attitude. Rachel and Leah didn't say, okay, this Hashem wants and it doesn't really work. We don't want to go, but we're going to do it for God. They didn't say that. They said at the end, they said, we're going to listen to Hashem. But before they said that, they wanted to make it very palatable for themselves. Why we want to listen to Hashem? We don't feel comfortable here. It's good to go. Because we have no chelak here. If Father doesn't treat us well, it's not comfortable. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not enjoyable for us. So, yes, we want to listen to Hashem. Not we're listening to Hashem and we, we're holding our noses listening to Hashem. We love listening to Hashem. It makes sense. It's good for us to listen to Hashem. You know, a lot of times people say about, like, laws of kashras, how, um, how chazer, you know, pork, it's very unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. And, and my, my, you know, and a lot, everything in the Torah that's, that's usher to eat is really, they found out, scientists discovered that it's not healthy. You ever heard that? Anyway, I, I've heard that. So, you know, it used to, like, to me, like, to my ear, it sounded, like, funny. Like, that's not, should be serving Hashem because... This is what Hashem wants. This, Hashem wants us tonight. Forget about the health reasons. But in a way, maybe it's, it's good. Like, it's good to talk up positive reasons for keeping the Torah. You're not doing it against your will. You're doing it because this is good. This is what Hashem wants. Hashem knows what's best for me. Everything that Hashem is telling me not to eat, there's a good reason for me not to eat it. Some things I'll understand, some things I won't understand, but I know that Hashem has what's best for me in mind. 
I know that Shabbos is a beautiful thing that I don't know how the world exists without Shabbos. Yantif is beautiful. You get to spend time with your family and there's mitzvahs that are beautiful and you sing special songs. You daven beautiful tefillahs. But you have to, in order to, in order to really get to the level of being a tzaddik, that you're misanig in the mitzvah Hashem, first you have to like explain to yourself why it's good for you to do these mitzvahs in this world. Forget about the next world. The mitzvah Hashem next world will be really good. You'll be really happy. But even in this world, to pump yourself up and to say, this is, what, this is what's good. What Hashem wants from me is really what's good. Kibbut Aveim. Kibbut Aveim is a very hard mitzvah to accomplish, right? It's very hard to get along with one's parents sometimes. Parents sometimes could be very different than the child and their hashkafas and their values. And But Hashem says, Now, you could either say, fine, I'll be nice to them, but I really don't want to. Or you could say, isn't it a beautiful thing? Hashem is telling us to have a good relationship with our parents. You want to have a good relationship with your parents. You want, to have a, you want to have a wholesome family life, a normal parent-child relationship. That's very important. And that's why I want to do it. I don't want to do it because it's a mitzvah. I want to do it because it makes sense. There's, rational, there, there's a rationale to doing it. The Sefer HaChinuch is one of the classic svarim on the mitzvahs of the Torah. And the Chiddush of the Sefer HaChinuch is, there have been other Maina mitzvahs. The Ramam, we know that there are 613 mitzvahs. That's the Gemara in, in the end of Makkas, that Tarek mitzvahs were in Estavol But we know you have to get to that magic number of 613. There's a big debate how you get there. So we have a lot of Maina mitzvahs, the Smag, and the Sefer mitzvahs, the Ramban has, every, you know, the, there, there's a lot of different Maina mitzvahs. And they count, they give different counts of the mitzvah, but the Chinuch gives a count of the 613 mitzvahs, but he does it with a, with a twist. What's his twist? He finds in every mitzvah what he calls a shayrish ha-mitzvah, which gives us like a musr taher, like a, a musr understanding of what is behind every mitzvah. He's not saying this is the only reason to do the mitzvah, but he's giving us a little bit of a, of a good taste why to do the mitzvah? For example, he says by Kibbut Aveim, why should you honor your parents? Because you have to have hakar satayv. You have to appreciate people. You have to show gratitude to people, and especially Tashem. And so if you train yourself to be grateful to your parents who did so much for you since you were born, and they raise you, and they, and they, they take care of you, and they feed you, and they give you money, so then you're going to take to the next level. You'll appreciate Hashem who does everything for your parents. He gives a reason. He, he's not just saying, here, here's Mitzvah Kibbut Aveim, do it, and it'll be good for you in the next world. No, I'm telling you the, the underpinnings of Kibbut Aveim, why, it's, why you should want to do Kibbut Aveim. And he does this for Sefer HaChinuch. The, the classical Minchas Chinuch, which is the very lumdish Sefer, surrounds the, the Sefer HaChinuch. That's the, you know, but it's, it's based primarily on the, on the Sefer HaChinuch, and he uses it as a springboard to, to have amazing, amazing Shilas and Lamdas and Chakiris, but, but this, the Chinuch is, is a classic Sefer. And it gives you, and that's, and there's a reason for that. The reason why it's called Sefer HaChinuch, by the way, is because he had a young child and his friends, and 
his, his child's friends, and he wanted to be mechanech them, he wanted to educate them, so he, he wrote this sefer to provide them with some understanding of the Tarek Mitzvah. You're going to do the Mitzvah. I want you to, to do it with feeling. I want you to, to do it with a Gishmak so you understand why you're doing every Mitzvah. And this is how, if we really want to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the best way, we're all serving Hashem Baruch Hashem. We're in Yeshiva, we're learning, we're davening, we're keeping Shabbos Baruch Hashem, we're fine. But when there comes a point that you feel you want to now or we want to now take it to the next level, this is the next level to shoot for. Not just doing the mitzvahs, but wanting to do the mitzvahs, and enjoying doing the mitzvahs, and, and getting a geschmack in doing mitzvahs. Do we feel that, it, you know, that song about it's geschmack to be a yid? Do we feel that? I know we could sing it, and maybe when we're singing it we feel it a little bit, but on a regular day, do we really feel that it's geschmack to be a yid? I think it depends. I guess some days yes, some days not. But is it more yes than no? And if it if it is more, if it's more no than yes, if it's not so geschmack, then we have to work on this. We have to try to like really, you know, go through the mitzvahs that we do every day and try to put positive spins on it. Tell ourselves why it's why it's important that we're doing this. Why is it important to to learn? Why is it important to daven, to connect to 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 have respect for our Abayim and for our parents and for and, and to do chesed and to why is this so important? Why why does and you could see like you know, in this day and age, right now, this kufa that we're living in, I think you could really get an appreciation for being a yid. Because you see, like, what the world around us is. You know, the, the masks and the gloves are off. Like, there's no, you know, you might have thought that it was geschmack to be a guy and that guy are really having, you know, they're nice people, they're having a great time. And again, I'm not generalizing you know, I'm not stereotyping every guy. There are nice guyim and, and there are fine people out there, but like, but you see what's going on in the college campuses. You see what's going on on the streets and, and, and in Manhattan and in London and in Paris and in, in Moscow. And you see the, the rabid anti-Semitism that has suddenly spread like a cancer throughout the world. And it, it, it gives us an opportunity to like, sort of like, you know, regroup a little bit and rethink how lucky we really are to be to be in this very um, rarefied club called Klal Yisrael and how we're not barbarians and we're not bloodthirsty and we're not going and, 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 and defending people that are murderers and rapists and burning people's bodies and, you know, the unconscionable. Like a yid is a yid and we're, we're so blessed to be part of this society but we have to appreciate it now more than ever. And when we appreciate and when we look around and say, wow, look how lucky we are, then that's the beginning of, of our journey to really being a, a true Jew, not just a Jew that does things because he has to or he was trained or we were brought up this way and we feel guilty not to. No, I want to do it. I really want to do it. And that should be our really, you know, that, that's what we're shooting for at a certain stage of life. We, we graduate from... We're doing it, but I don't really want to do it to the stage of I'm doing it and I love doing it. And sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. Sometimes you got to pretend that you love it and that will lead to it. That's, by the way, the Chinuch's famous Yisaid that, uh, that the Chitzainis is Ma'ayra the Pnimis. 
that the you know that when you do things when you do when you do actions then then it affects your inside how do i how do i get excited about going to davening how do i ignite that inner flame so that i i, I want to go to davening is there a button is there like an app that i could turn like what do i do how do i so he says just do it if you jump out of bed in the morning you run to davening you're, and you shuckle and you, you put in your tone of the geschmack and you act like as if you're like really excited, you're going to get excited. And that's true for every mitzvah in the Torah. The more that we excite ourselves, we, we do it with his rizos, the more something inside of us, an inner drive, will kick in and we will go from one level to a higher level to a higher level in, in really feeling the Aveda and, and wanting to do the Aveda and being proud that we're so fortunate to be you know, part of this, uh, this society of Kal Yisrael. We should be to, to get to these levels of being Ms. Anig uh, in the Kiem of his mitzvahs.